I don't know how much value I have in this universe, but I do know that I made a few people happier than they would have been without me. As long as I know that, I'm as rich as I ever need to be. Back once again with another podcast. This is episode 59 of the It's Time to Refresh podcast. On this episode, we've got debutee, Lee T. Are we doing all right? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you? Uh, not too bad. Uh, we're aware. We, I'm not going to pretend like we haven't been talking for the last two hours or so. So <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, uh, we're aware. So what did you have for tea last night? Uh, last night I had an Indian. I had uh, chicken pakoras, yeah. chips. Was it the place you told me to go to? No, no, no. That's actually a, that's a that's a good place. That you need to go there, wee bird. Yeah, well, we're going to Manchester tomorrow. Um, so we're down at uh, Fitzy's today, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought, well, get him on. Well, seems seems to be making waves. Are you, are you doing all right, aren't you? At the minute. Yeah. So yeah, the tunes are getting out there, aren't they? Yeah. Well, the last eighteen months or so, like I said to you, I said I've seen your tunes popping up, and like I've played a couple of them. Um, you did up and down. That was yeah, that. Yeah. For, for me. That I think been your best one. I know it's a simple tune, but it does the business. On yeah, it was the, very so. simple. Like it only took me about two hours. That it just went straight <laughs> in and out. Yeah. So yeah, we'll get into your story, mate. Um, for those who don't know, you've had various releases through Clubbed. Yeah. Um, have you what other levels? Have you done other levels? Nah, I just uh, I'm on Club. To be fair, just, yeah. uh, Obviously, because I'm that good mates with Lee, I just. Mm. Keep it. It's easy enough to me to send the tracks over to Andy, and that's. So I don't hear anything else. So, do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, that's understandable. So we'll go right back to the beginning for you then. Yeah, so, yeah. who's Lee, and where did it start? Where, where, where has the passion for music come from? Uh, to be fair, I've always had the passion for music, and um, like, it's quite funny, really. Like when, when I went back to it, it was I used to like there was a festival in my town. You know, like it, like a par- like it all drive through the town. Mm. There used to be the. Um, like a, a car shop in Leyland called AFL and it used to uh, used to drive by and it used to play like dance tunes yeah. and at the time I didn't know what it was it was like just like stuff like I can remember it being like Lock and Load Blow Your Mind and all that but I looked into it other day and it said that released in 2000 but it couldn't have been because mm. it was being played in like 98 and that and right and um, I used to go by and I'd be like that is the sound that I, I really like but I, I, I used to think it was called car music <laughs> that's how young I was and then yeah. um one of my mates at the time, he uh, he had an older brother, and uh, he was into a bit of DJing and all that, and uh, he had Helter Skelter tapes, like right. Helter Skelter packs, so we're talking 98, and he used to have, my, the first tape he gave me was um, Charlie B, you know MC Charlie yeah, B? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, Big follower of hardcore, mate. Yeah, so. and then uh, obviously I got the side tape, and that was like, that was, that my pride and joy was the side tape, and uh, yeah. Can you remember what was on it? Um, is any tunes that sort of stick out in your head time after time right okay yeah the, like, the remake of the 80s tune isn't it the, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 but yeah that was uh that, that tape was my pride and joy like the odd times my mum used to say i could put it on in the car and all that <laughs> but i actually come from an area that's not there's, there's you know bounce heads as such around there but it's not like a predominantly big yeah yeah there's an odd there. person you know who knows who's there, they're into it yeah 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 that sort of thing right so when you were growing up what was the like the, the people around you like your friends were they like the the dance music or was it just you or were they going to get with you well yeah um, there was like there was me well this that was at primary school when it all started but when it got to high school there was like me and a lad called Ryan Connolly who like he's actually doing well for himself now he's like yeah, that was my best mate at high school hmm. and uh, he now owns a V for Bible and uh, oh yeah right yeah, 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 and, yeah, um, yeah secret sessions and stuff like that yeah, and, yeah. you know he's gone on he's doing well for himself yeah but like, uh, yeah, there was only a couple of us that were into DJ and all that. Obviously, when you get to high school, there were people that, that was into like the wig and peer volumes and stuff like that. And as soon as I started getting onto that, I was like, you know, that is the sound I've been looking for. Right. Do you know what I mean? That was. What was what was the first peer volume? Can you remember? I can't remember the first peer volume. It had been, you know, it had been twenties, thirties, something like that. But I just yeah. remember, I thought, this is it. This is the sound I've, I've been. Can, is there any sort of tunes of that time that sort of stick out to you where it's like? You remember hearing that and it's like when you say this is what I've been looking for. Is is there a, a certain lock and low blow your mind? That's what it was. That's like fantastic track as well. And it's then a... obviously like me, cheese, Lee and Ross bounced it and mm. just. It... I think it's from that is my personal preference. I think that era of the music's the best era. It is. It, um, 
it's for me the right BPM. I know obviously you get faster and that now, but loads of people would disagree with me and say they prefer this era or this era. But it was like, how diverse is that track in comparison to the stuff that was coming out at the time? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So like, obviously you had that style, and you had obviously the, the club, the clubhead style, which obviously, and then you had like the Euro trance style and everything is just all amalgamated into this like scene in the northwest where it's like you listen to peer cds back then and there's like bits of trance there there's obviously you've got your lock and load and then there's just a bit of everything going on yeah, yeah, and it's like it's like a mashup of all the best bits of different types of dance mm. music and that's evolved into our sound today yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's I, I just i find that mind-blowing that we've become our own little subculture off the back end of these massive massive tunes yeah, yeah. and how it's progressed along as well so like when you hear a lock and load tune i think that's produced like 138 mm -hmm. and then we're banging all these tunes out now like 150 it's it's, it's, yeah, just, it's, crazy. it's crazy so what was your entry point into the scene like where when you were djing where where was your first gig what was your first break or, what, or was it djing your first thing or was it production or what was it yeah, yeah was djing it? was my first thing and like to be fair like there's a bit of an embarrassing story like you know like you come up with your dj name and all that and like i was i uh came up with my, my first dj name was um I was thinking like, what name could I come up with? And I was thinking like, Dr. Dre, like it's gotta be something like, I'll do it off that. So I thought I could be a disc jockey, a disc doctor. So I'll call myself DJ First Aid. And I thought, no, fuck the, the first bit off. So I call myself DJ Aid. So yeah. like, I started like telling people this is my name and all that. And I was like running with it. I was like, you know, I'm DJ Aid. And I used to tell like adults and that, and they'd all like look at each other like, what's going on here has this guy got AIDS and I was like oblivious <laughs> to this disease it was <laughs> do you know what I mean and, That's and I used to like my name's Aid and they're like so is that you, are you Aid and someone like no I'm DJ Aid <laughs> they're, like, they're like they're all like look at each stay away from this lad he's got a blood disease I'm sorry I'm going to clip this and put this out <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's getting clipped and put on TikTok yeah, yeah, but, yeah, so. we've got DJ Aid yeah. and our class, class. <laughs> so uh, when did you change it at what point to be fair like what happened was there was uh, under 18s at um probably it was like year seven there was an under 18s at park hall and uh the club exact looked exactly the same then as it does now mm. and i went along and i blacked it i said you know i'm a dj blah 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 all my mates come there was like i'm from leyland actually and there's like leyland and Shirley and like park halls in between them both yeah. so they, we used to go on like the club was like even more sold out sold out than the BTID boys get it like if you can imagine yeah. like it was packed in different like, time in here yeah there were like 2,000 kids there and what, what year is this sorry if you don't this is year 7 so this would have been like 2001 right. 2002 do you know yeah. so it's I a went different there. time as well it's a completely different time like now if you, if you get I've, I've seen like lads where it's like oh we had a good club light last night it was it was rammed we had 400 in mm. bearing in mind 15 years prior the same club had 1400 in yeah and, yeah and, and and if people got a 400 people turn out then they'd be like be good yeah, but yeah. like it, it, it's a different time isn't it completely so 2000 kids in park all at the time would it, i'm not saying it was the norm but it would be more surprising now to get 2000 kids in the you know what i mean yeah well that was month in month out and as yeah. i say i went i went there and blagged it and I, I didn't know anything about DJing, nothing. Do, do you know who was on at all, or what event? Yeah, there was, was a guy, it was it was 17, it was a guy, there was a DJ on called Sino, and then there was a lad from Wigan called Matt Carr. Right. And, um, yeah, so I just went there, blagged it, and um, just started playing tunes off, like, Clubland CDs and that, and, like, Wigan Pier CDs. That well, they weren't the extended mixes, no? Nah, they were, mix <laughs> they were mixing out into somewhere yes. else, and when it ended, I'm playing the next tune. Like we're crazy, but it's did not. No one there, like no pick one. Up on it, yeah, no. nobody picked up on it. Like you know, that's, that's I just liked it, and I, 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 this is how much I didn't know about it back then. I thought mixing was scratching and scratching were mixing. Right. Okay. Do you know what I mean? I just didn't know anything about it. And then, but I had these like shitty home mix decks, so obviously I was just, and you couldn't mix on them, so I didn't know anything yeah. about it. Like, and then the next Christmas, I got a pair of. Um, DJ in a box, Newmark, you remember the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so I, got so I was the other way around me. I had the, the the Newmark belt drives and I'd get them and it was... Uh, I I'm going to sound thick here, but I think it was a PMX120 mixer. So it didn't yeah, yeah. have the, the, the highs and mids. It had the lows and then it had gains on it. Yeah. So to, to, to mix it was a bastard, right? But I remember I felt like I moved up in the world because I, I got a whole mix set up, like yeah. the, the, the CD thing. Um, and I thought... Like, 
I've, I've, been, I've been restricted to the 200, 300 records that I've got, and I could only mix this one into this one. Just think, I can go on download music now. Like, for me, it was like, the yeah. world's my oyster because I, I've got CDs that I can burn. Do you know what I mean? Everyone was downloading off, like, sites and that at the time. And I remember getting, like, loads of Alex K stuff that I wanted on vinyl, but I couldn't get it anywhere on the CD. Put the whole yeah, mix yeah. on. And... The, and they got fobbed off straight away. Like, I remember buying them cheap. I think that I must have paid, like, 50, 80 quid or something like that for them. They were just a cheap set of decks, weren't they? So I remember fucking them off because I couldn't mix on them. Yeah, yeah. Um, can you... I don't know which model you had of it, but it was, like, an all-in-one thing. It was all-in-one thing. So, like, it was this silver thing, and then there were, like, sliders for you. Yeah, that, that's for it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I found that you couldn't cue tunes up properly because no, there'd be no. a delay, so... Well, I wouldn't have known about that back then anyway. I oh, right. <laughs> well, when I, I, was, I was, like, trying to trying to mix as I, I, I did on vinyl. So, obviously, when you pull the platter back and you let it go and it falls on the beat, the timing's perfect. Like, yeah, you, yeah. like you, uh, there's no, like, latency delay or anything like yeah. that. But when I was mixing on these, I was having to go, like, two beats early, press play, because it, like, thinks about it yeah, on yeah. the delay thing and then plays... So I could not mix on it because it was sometimes it maybe starts straight away and you're like, oh, get in there. And then other times it like take two seconds yeah, to like yeah, think about it. Put it on and I thought, right, they're getting fucked off. And then I went back to the vinyl, but restricted to the 200. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, one day I'll be pioneering you, do you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> like, or something better at least. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's just a matter of cash, I think. But what was the, the next setup for, for you then after the... The next, oh, to be fair... You got the new new marks in a box. Well, I got, I got the new marks in a box and then, to be fair, I just... I got the, uh, the 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 Denon CDs, but as I say, we went on vinyl for a while because like that would was uh, the Denon CDs on the small um, mixer face. The... They, they were like they were called Denon DND two thousands or two thousand five hundred or three thousand five hundred. Oh. I think I had a few models of them. Well, but... the, the the rack mount ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know which one you're talking about. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, so literally, I stuck with the, the vinyl, the belt drives for ages because I got thrown in in the deep end. I was like playing these these gigs every every month we were going we were at park hall we were mm -hmm. at blackpool ice arena um where else were we at i can't think it's got me off there but i was doing all the gigs with these only doing like an hour yeah, yeah, yeah. but i was doing all of them with these this heaven team and um and then after that it came to leyland another brand came to leyland called teen heaven yeah and i went down there one night and i said oh i dj at the other one so straight away they, they had me on yeah. I still didn't know fuck all about it. I was yeah. just like, ah, so you you got on via association sort of thing. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah. I just blagged it. I didn't know anything about it, and then um, and the owner was actually of that night actually owned a nightclub in Accrington, and she's just down the road mm -hmm. uh, called Lordy Dawes. Yeah, and he uh, they had an under 18s there, and uh, and I was getting into the peer stuff and all that, but obviously none of my mates was into that sound. Yeah. At this moment in time, you haven't met anyone in the scene. Then no, that the hell, and. Um, so anyway, so he took me to this uh, under 18s in Accrington. It was like, it was just a game changer for me because it was all playing, it was proper bounce. Underground music, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, you're yeah, talking, yeah. I mean, the biggest tune there was uh, Lapel Fantasy Girl. Yeah. Do you know what right. I mean? Uh, yeah, you can sort of, you've gone from the commercial side of all yeah. playing a Clubland CD or yeah, whatever yeah. to the depths of like, the real proper the real mixing in yeah, and yeah, out yeah, of yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. and that and i was just like so who was the djs there do you know that yeah know. the djs were there were a guy called scrump and he was a scouser and uh yeah so <clears> but then there, there was a, the, one of the managers of that club he had a son called chris and he dj'd at the Leyland one he was from preston so hmm. he um <clears throat> we literally like, started doing things together i was trying to think of the story so but then we went on to start doing the under 18s with him and i'm like shit i need to like because i was already buying vinyl and that i just yeah. didn't understand how to mix what sort of stuff were you buying then at the time if you if... it was hmv stuff right so and what, what mean, was on it then for instance it was like all around the world stuff do you know what i mean but yeah. it weren't like so you were playing more the cheesy sort of yeah it was but i didn't i didn't really i just thought i didn't really know about the underground record shops at this point I just oh, thought yeah, yeah, yeah. it was all like hmv and that and <clears> so you're probably talking i was probably like 14 15 at the time yeah and um, yeah, so me and Chris Marlin from Preston, we started uh, doing bits together. We were doing like the Leyland one, then we moved up to the Accrington one. 
but then you were chucked into the deep end because you was around real DJs then. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I knew I had to get my shit together and start really learning how to mix and that. Did anyone sort of catch you out for, for, for what you were doing with mixing the non-extended mixes at all? Didn't uh, no, because I picked it up pretty fast by that point. I started, yeah. I started, I knew that like, th there were people there, that kids that were there that were like, that you could see they knew what they were doing. Do you well, know what yeah, I mean? I knew what they were looking for sort of thing. Yeah, yeah they yeah, knew yeah. what they were doing so I couldn't go and fuck out literally. <clears throat> Stopped hanging around with my mates and just like focused on this, like learning mm. to mix and all that. And, um, and to be fair, I, I picked it up pretty fast. And then, um, yeah, it just snowballed from there. So, like, they ended up getting rid of the guy for the under 18s and giving it me and Chris and all that. And we used to go up on a Friday. And funnily enough, that's where Keo started out. Mm -hmm. So, we used to like meet at Preston. We used to meet at Preston bus station, go down to the train station, get the train over to Accrington. And Keogh used to come up at the time. And this would have been like probably, probably 2004. Yeah. You know, so Keogh's been going a, a long time, really, you know, mm. before the, the, he got took on with the BTID lads. And uh, so, yeah, so we, we started doing the under 18s. And then I started glass collecting there and doing like the, you know, the, uh, the cloakroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we was able to blag over 18s. Uh, the warm-ups right and then eventually they sacked the the, the dj off there and then we we blagged the uh the over 18s in was in a back room in lardy doors and right. that was just like pure bounce <clears throat> yeah so at this did you have more free reign of what you could play then i mean because obviously you're in the back room and you're not like um you're sort of not running the show but like you've got the call on what you can play you're not playing to please somebody else now if that makes sense yeah we was playing bounce in that back room we just strictly yeah. bounce what sort of tunes were there you were playing then uh i mean the 2004 so you're talking like i don't know there's a obviously you were telling me that you watched the the podcast so you'll know what's coming up later but i, I asked this about um moments in your life yeah so i'll ask you this now when you think of the, that back room what what's the first tune that pops to your head uh ozone bounce but that was like later, a bit later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the, when you think of that room, that's what you think of. Yeah. All right. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Always on bounce with one of them. Um, but yeah, when I think of Lardy Dawes itself, it's Fantasy Girl because that's when people used to be like, "Have you got Fantasy?" Because when they set this lad off, they used to say to me and Chris, "Play Fantasy Girl, play Fantasy Girl." And I were like, "What the fuck is Fantasy Girl, Chris?" <laughs> and he was like, "I don't know, but we need to get it." So, <laughs> but looking like there were so many other DJs in there, so like. We buy vinyls off DJs in there. I can remember there was like they're called Bogger, and I bought uh, Full Force just the way it is off him. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So we started buying tunes off people in there, and then quickly we got put onto because um, at the under 18s we used to have like DJs on every every week, you know, special guests. Yeah, Pete Daly, Jamie Aycock, Ben T. So who, who was the first one you remember meeting? Like who was your 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 first person? Or their their somebody in the scene uh benty benty well he yeah. comes as a guest spot like, he comes as a guest spot i mean like i'd met free jack and that and free jack was like i used to look up to free jack massively and yeah. what a top guy he was but i met benty and i thought you know the, this is the this is the boy yeah, yeah he's yeah, the yeah. guy do you know what i mean well, he's, he's the the pcd's guy isn't that's he? what so, it so, do you know yeah, what i mean yeah, and, yeah. I, and i met him and i thought yeah and then we found out he had power records so me and chris didn't used to go to school yeah um I think we should have been at school, but we just didn't. We just didn't do school thing. So we used to, on a Wednesday. We used to go down to Power Records, and I think I used to just get what right records and that. Other. I just used to talk shit to him all day. I think you used to think, well, this little ginger kid, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that we used to spend our Wednesdays doing that, and you just learnt so much there because we're we're better else than You're if the you heart of if the you want to get the PS yeah. sound, where else than go to the main man of Wigan Piers Record Shop. Yeah, I I never went there personally, um, but I've heard stories. I've talked to people, obviously talk a lot of people in the scene, and uh, a lot of the things. Well, see if that see if they had records. This is just what I'm going off. Obviously, I never be myself. If they had records in there um, that they wanted to sell, and they were like, "Oh, this is going to do good." This they'd play it on a PCD and play it in the pier, and then they'd have it on the wall waiting. Yeah, that's right. And then you go in, and you'd be like, "That tune, like Wigan Pier." 35 track four yeah it's on the wall there just grab a copy yeah, yeah. and then they put that prominently at the front oh yeah they used to have a, a section as you go in like they had the decks there but then they had like listening decks there and on mm. the right they used to be like i think it's like, like big at the pier and like they'd have a load of yeah so i've heard that story of a few people you see so i think a lot of people um i was talking to john yesterday um and he was saying 
a lot of people have is fascinated by the fact of everyone's got a different story how they got into it like your story is completely different from last week's story or yeah, next yeah, week's yeah. story and but at the same time he's all meet at different points so mm. the amount of people who went to power records and the same way that you did and it or or x record shop whatever and, and and then you all end up in the same scene together i think that's this is what's remarkable remarkable about hearing people's stories yeah, yeah. because you hear the 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 entry point getting from a to b and how many some people had to go or jump through hoops to get to a one and some people were just right place right time and it yeah. just seems to be we all end up well i'm sitting here with you today i do it because i love the music you do it because you love the music mm. and then our paths have like crossed it's i find that the fascinating bit of life how music can bring you together like with people who's got the same passion like i i i've i love camaraderie i'm not a football follower i don't like that i'm sort of going off on a, on a thing here but um with, with football there's like a nice camaraderie if you see a bunch of say liverpool fans or man united fans or whatever and they're all cheering along its class i walked into um i was playing for century a couple of years ago in blackpool but it was the mod weekender yeah, you know, yeah. mods and yeah yeah mods and rockers uh, yeah and i went into this pub um went for a pint beforehand and i was just I, in awe of like this is amazing all these people dress the same they're all absolutely jumping around to the same music i think music really bringing people together and then it, it just dawned on me um i went into like century and i looked and i was just like yeah we, we just do the same thing the we same just don't realize it you just don't well, realize it if you think, if you think about it, where was the main place where was the main yeah, place like here and that yeah do you know no i mean no. for the mods where was it well, well blackpool's a, a big Wigan casino yeah. Oh, well, I will does that as well, yeah. Um, and that was the Northern Soul place, wasn't it? In, yeah. in, in this area, like yeah. everybody talks about Wigan Casino. That and, and the, uh, what is it? Stoke on Trent was one of them. Yeah, as but well, and if it? you think about it, they they both had the same face. They both got knocked down. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just I know that the two different scenes, but it's amazing just to take a minute just to to look like we don't realize that we all sort of dress the same and that yeah. was differentiated but there, there will be a moment in time when we're all fucking old boys right and it's like we'll be still wearing the same clothes and going to them them mm. raves yeah, yeah and it will be looked at as like an old school scene there'll yeah, be like a, a bounce weekender yeah. where it's like we all meet up and we're all fucking jumping around some pub in Blackpool. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the way it's going to be. Yeah. And you don't realise you're in it. And it's just, I, I love the, the fact of, don't take this the wrong way, right? Coming here today, and I just buzzed off the fact that I knew straight away that I'm going to have a good conversation with this guy. First time I've met you, isn't it? Today? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, uh, he's obviously, he's in the same wavelength as me and he knows he knows the score. And yeah. Because like, obviously, you do meet some people and, I'm not saying they're not on the same wavelength, but they look at music differently and look and their opinions are, are different on different levels. But when talking to you, it's just like uh, straight away I knew oh, this is going to be a good podcast. This, yeah. yeah. So so we sort of got to. Uh, sorry for going off on the tangent there, but uh, I just thought it was it was worth noting when you said when you said about um, Power Records when you said, oh well, I used to go in there. Like how many other people in the scene were like, when you have been in there that you bumped into and you didn't even realise? Yeah, like, yeah, they, they could have yeah. been big DJs or they could have been lads now who had only started to make waves now and they were they were there back in the day. I think it's amazing how how we all sort of sit and fantasise about this this music scene. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And like obviously we'll get into your story a bit further on, but like when you go up to like Newcastle or I'm in Whitehaven and then there's Pete, there's Wigan, there's Burnley, there's as you see, Accrington, and all these places have just got little hubs of mm. their own sound, yeah, like yeah. we were talking off pod, and I think that's just amazing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we'll get back up to your story, mate. Sorry for interrupting. So I fire away. No, it's just, just obviously when you when you said about it, that was all. So you were going down there, and then what was the, the first underground record you were buying then where, that you can remember from Power Records? Is there anything that sort of sticks out? Um, not really, no. Uh, to be fair, I lost my vinyl collection a few years ago, so I can't even remember the tunes I had, but <laughs> it was my pride and joy up until losing it, like. Yeah. Um, but no, just um, anything that was big at Power Records, I used to buy, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, but I did I did love that record shop. Look, did, hold a special place. Because it does, obviously, does. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So did you go to Pia then? Yeah, I did yeah, when yeah, I got yeah. a bit older. I think, I think the first... The first over 18's night we went to was a night at Park Hall mm -hmm. 
and it was called I think it was called a touch of class and I think it was Gary Knottick and that that run it but it, it only ran for a couple of months it was I think there quite a bit of trouble and what have you but it was um, I can't believe it I must have looked about eight when I went to the door and I thought <laughs> there's absolutely no fucking way these are letting me in there's no way these are letting me in he's like go on in I'm like he just said let me in <laughs> we're in so we fucking got in and we had a fucking mint time we went for the a few weeks and um, I think it was on every Friday because obviously they did Maxime's on the Saturday didn't they yeah. and um, yeah we had a mint time and that only lasted for a few weeks and then but it got you properly into it at that point then well no the passion was already there yeah the passion yeah. was already there no, but you found somewhere where it's like oh, yeah. I found it this well no I found, I found it all coming up this way because yeah. when I used to DJ at Lardy's and that there'd be like after parties and that mm. and like I just couldn't believe the community like because in, in bounce was like diff back then there was like different areas had different sounds not so much now because everybody can get all the same tunes yeah, yeah, and all that yeah. shit but like Wigan had its own sound Liverpool had its own sound Accrington and Blackburn and Burnley had their own sound and that was the sound that that I yeah. I loved it was like if you can imagine like Wigan was more like the, the KB stuff Liverpool was obviously Scout stuff yeah. but up here was that that deeper, darker, like club heads like, yeah, like very Monrosey, isn't it? That's that, that yeah, sort yeah. of stuff there uh, when you hear them tunes. I know, I know where you're coming from. It, there's still hints of that now. Yeah, how you can hear it in the tunes as well. But because every, everyone plays the sort of similar tunes or, or that now, it, it's hard to tell where DJs are from. Yeah, when you hear a producer, you can see where. They're yeah, from. yeah, yeah. So like, I, I, I sort of had a rough idea who you were influenced by when I heard your tunes. Do you yeah. know what I mean? You can, you can sort of hear it. So, and I'd have put you in this sort of category, that category, like yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the thing sound. Yeah. So, um, what came up after that then? So you, you've you've been going to these record shops and stuff. Um, when was your first proper gig with like over eighteens and you you sort of started to make waves a bit? Um, to be fair, that like as I say, I did the I did the over eighteens at um, thing at Lardy Dars. I met the likes of Fitz and Roster and uh, a few other people, but um, in end. That, that was all I did in in that era. You know, I went from the under-18s at them venues, then I went to the one at Leyland, then Tackrington, did the over-18s, and, and then the same company bought Zone. Right. Which was Sidewalk at first, you know. Do you remember where yeah, yeah, that yeah. were? And um, I didn't really get pushed towards that. They just, they just let Chris do his thing there. Yeah. Um, and then I got, I, I got sort of pushed out of it, and I just didn't really evolved from from it as that i just literally the passion was still yeah. there i just didn't i didn't chase it we was on a few forums and all that but I, what I, year is this then this we're talking probably 2005 2006 yeah and then um i just didn't really push it from there i just i still love the scene and all that i still love the music but i just i'm not mm. really that big on putting myself out there if you see my facebook i don't really post anything or yeah. you know what i mean i'm just so with this is the the part that I'm I'm interested in with your with your story. It's like, where did it come back and why? Like, where at what point have you thought to yourself, I'm going to give this another go? And why though? What was the reason behind it? That was a massive jump. Now, so you're talking, you're talking, probably, I don't know, maybe 2018. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I still love music. I always have. I always make sure I've got the the best turntables on. I have sit one thousands, two thousands, Nexuses. Like now I've got three thousand. I always like to keep up with the trend, even though I don't. I'm not putting myself out there. I like to yeah, yeah, yeah. pride myself on having the best decks. Um, and uh, yeah, I just I was getting stressed with like bits of work I was doing and all that. And I I always like reached out. So when did Liam Ross come back? Actually, they came back two thousand and fourteen. Right. Well, so I had a bit of a dabble back in two thousand fourteen because they came back and I was like, well, I've got all these speakers and that. Let's you know, let's yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll bring them to the studio. So. And then I just like watched their journey, and then Lee was like, "Come down, we'll, we'll do, do you know? We'll fucking have a laugh at studio." Mm. So then I started doing a few tunes with them, and um, I've made music for absolute years. Like Lee's taught me how to make music. I just, yeah. I just didn't put it out there. I just, do you know what I mean? Messed around with it. Just, yeah. just something to dabble with, and um, then what? Like, what took the DJing back off was was it studio in lockdown with cheese and he says um i actually dropped him off on the way home I said, you know do you want to buy into sopranos right so that's what brought me back out of it and i thought yeah go on we'll start djing and making music again right so what year is this 2020 this has been lo yeah lockdown yeah. so 2020 yeah like the yeah, first yeah. 
part, yeah, yeah. Okay. So then you were thinking, right, well, sort of get into it then and give it a go, like a proper shot. Uh, not as such a proper shot, but I thought, you know, if, you, if you're going to be part of Sopranos, you, I didn't know what cheese was going to take it. I don't know whether you were just going to redo the work and, or if you were going to, like, say, go on, you, you have a bit of, I'll put you on or out like that. Do you know, yeah. I just thought, thought, go on, I'll start making music again. And um, that's when, obviously, my tunes started to come about. And uh, I was surprised that people started, you know, picking up on them and that and playing them. Yeah. I was really surprised because I met um, the Fat Goose lads. And I was surprised, like, they were playing my tunes and I was like, oh, bullshit we it, you know, yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your style very suit, like, very much so suits their... Yeah, yeah. would spit to, do you know what I mean? And, uh, I, I was saying, I was like, oh, that's me, they're like, fuck off. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's me, like, they're like, we fucking love your tunes, or like... I can't believe we was actually at, um, at the Sopranos at, uh, Flamingos, which right. Sopranos Sanctuary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was saying, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's my tune, they're like, fucking hell. Who's there? What? Were you there? Yeah. Probably, not this what? one. The one before. The one before. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there as well. Just I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't make myself known that oh, much. Yeah, if yeah, you, yeah, if yeah. you ever meet me, sometimes I, I could come across very arrogant. I've just. <laughs> I've just I'm the same, mate. Yeah, because I just uh, you'll obviously you've seen on other podcasts. I just uh, I'm one of these people who I won't talk unless sort of yeah, talk I'm to. Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like sometimes if I've not got anything to say to you, I don't. I won't talk to you. It's not me being rude. It's just not. I yeah, just won't yeah. go on. You just don't want to talk about it. It's not, I just yeah, won't go and yeah, talk yeah, shit yeah. to people to put myself mm. out there. I'm just... Right, so you heard you, they did anything, they must have played your tune. Yeah, 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 yeah. They played uh, that uh, Sun Goes Down and uh, another one I did. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, you know, the first time hearing my music out there, I was yeah. like. What was the feeling like then? So obviously you didn't even know it was coming and then they've played it. Were you happy? Well, no, I, I, knew, I knew they were going to play it, but I, I just couldn't believe it. Like, because I, I use if someone asks me who I am, I use it. I'm like, oh, just, you know, I'm nobody. But, like, Fitzy's always like, just tell them who you are. And I said, oh, I'm Lee T. He's like, fuck off, you're Lee T, fucking. Yeah, you, yeah. you know, I'm playing a few of your tunes. So I was absolutely buzzing with it. And then, I, obviously, hearing the music being played out, it's like, it's, it's a good feeling. It? You know yourself, you know. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I can just imagine you now just getting all excited as the tune drops on. Cause, yeah, well, I wouldn't yeah. let you see that, though. I wouldn't <laughs> let you see that. I don't know. Maybe like, mm. But yeah, no, what a good feeling. And then I just took it from there and just thought, yeah, I really, I, you know, I do, I do like this. Yeah, excellent. So did that, did seeing your tune get played out, did that give you inspiration to sort of go get back in the studio straight away and get, get back on it? Uh, no, because I was, I, was I was still making stuff anyway, do you know what I mean? So mm. it was just good to hear it out. I was still, even if I did not have played anything, I'd still have made tunes and that. But, yeah, so. yeah. So when, when you were starting to make tunes and stuff, where was your inspiration coming from? Like, what were you thinking? Like, I like this. Like, is there, is there any anyone in particular who yeah. sort of inspired? Like, who I, who I look up to is like Liam Ross and right Alice K. Right, that sort of sound. Yeah, um, I I can hear it in your music, but like as I say, it's a bit yours is a bit it's a bit different. Like, um, I wouldn't have said that you could hear them influences, but there's like obviously like that vibe to it, you know what I mean? It's a bit rushy and it's like, mm. it's like that, but you've definitely like created your own little thing as well. Do you know what I mean? Do yeah. It's only because it's, uh, I'm not as musically gifted as Ross. So I've got to keep things quite plain. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I understand what you mean. Yeah. Whereas he, he, you talk to him about scales and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. He knows all of it. Whereas me, I'm like very like, <clears throat> yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. If yeah. I know something in C, I'm like, you know, I'll, I know like the scale and that, but I don't, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm only learning all that stuff. Oh, do you know okay, what I mean? Okay. Um, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't. I wouldn't say your music comes across as simple by any stretch. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, what's your biggest tune to date? Do you reckon? Like the one where you've been like, yeah, it's decent. I like. Do you know what I mean? Um, I don't really know. I think. Uh, or have you got a personal favorite then? What I think I, I like that. Sun goes. Uh, basically, what happened was like, I made sun goes down and stuff like that, and I enjoyed that. But then I feel it just went shit for a bit. Hmm. And then it just went all right. So I had like little faith. It went a few good ones, loads of shit ones, a few good ones. Right. Few I, think we, well, I think we all do that. I think. Yeah. I think uh, if, even if you ask them, them what like they'll say. Like, I think they'll say, "Oh well, we didn't like this period, but this period we sort of on a roll." It's just creative flow, isn't it? That's all it is. I got the I got the biggest feedback off the Shakira tune. 
I don't know if you've heard it. Which one's that one? That whenever, wherever. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, was was that the one where you, where people are sort of noticing? Oh, this is what I'm about, sort of thing. No, so, that was I th- that people people are still me- with messaging me for tunes and all that, but they were the ones. They were that was the tune where people were like, "Fucking hell!" Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like that's good. That is good. Um, I just wanted to ask you as well. Obviously, we've talked off pod and stuff, so you've you've. Started your own brand as well now, haven't you? We'll yeah, we've got a that. few. Yeah, so so do you want to do you want to go into that? Uh, yeah, uh, well, I'm part of Clubbed. Yeah, but not the record site. The same same name, but like yeah, it's the same brand, but it's the same brand, parts. but we do the nights. Um, Club yeah, so we've got Clubbed, and then we me and Fit sold out of, uh, Sopranos, and then bought into an office band called Pressure. Yeah, with Ann Fopper. I don't know if you've heard of Ann. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a top lad. Um, and then obviously I was massive in the under 18s like my story is pretty much the under 18s yeah. and I, I said to Cheese I'm like we should do under 18s he's like nah fuck that I'm like we'll do well off it you know I'm like yeah. let's get into it he's like nah 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 and then we were just happy to be in Nando's in Sunderland we were discussing a few events and all that shit and I said we should do under 18s and they're like nah we shouldn't do under 18s there happened to be a load of kids in Nando's at the time, I said, watch this, said, listen, if we did under 18s now, blah, 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 would you come? They're like, when is it? Is it Friday? We'll come in. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I said, it'll work. So I'm <clears> getting <throat> straight on the phone, as the Anf does, and he fuck, locks down a fucking massive venue. Yeah. And then so we, the Rain to Arena. Rain to Arena, yeah, yeah. and then we, we just had to make it happen. So we said, right, what should we do? So we'd been booking Whitby for the, the club events. Yeah. I said, why don't we get Whitby involved? So we all agreed. And um, Fitzy reached out. I mean, to be fair, if it wasn't Fitzy reaching out, I don't think he'd have took it. it me, mm-hmm. I don't think he'd have took me out. Yeah. But I think I think the fact that Fitzy reached out, it, and he already had that idea because he had rave kids, BTID. Mm. So there's a gap in the middle that he's he's not got that market. Yeah. So I think the timing were perfect, and. Um, Whitby was like, yeah, I love the idea, let's do it. Whitby, uh, Fitzy come out with, up with the, the name We Are Bounce. Yeah. And uh, it just all happened to roll. And uh, yeah, we, we did the first event and it... It looks unbelievable. Like, oh, it, 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 it looked like an arena show. Well, like, to be fair, right, to be fair, not, not to blow our own trumpets, but we knew it was going to be like that. We didn't know it was going to be like that on the first event, but as I tell at every club we go to, I said, by event three, we'll pack yeah. your venue out every single time. Um, if you don't mind me asking, right, this is obviously, if you don't answer, it's fine. But how how do you find promoting up there if, you, if you're down here? Like, do you, is, it, is it a struggle or, or out like that? Well, no, you, st- you see, the thing is, right, we found the promoting's easy. I don't, I, don't really, I don't really want to give too many secrets. Away. No, you don't need to. You don't <laughs> yeah, I will, I will, Just... I will. But if you look at promoters, yeah. Now, promoters... I've got to push all this, oh, come to my night, come to my night, it's going to be amazing, come to my night, I've booked this yeah. guy, this guy, this guy. But if you look at, like, BTID, yeah. they work fucking hard, but they don't really do that that much promoting, do they? I'm not saying they don't work hard for the yeah. brand, because they do, they work tirelessly for the brand and good on them. Yeah. But the ravers push the brand. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like, the amount of hype that the ravers create is, is unbelievable. Whereas every other promoter in this scene has got to be like, come to my night, come to my night. They've got to build the hype itself. Whereas yeah. BTID, their hype's built by the ravers. Yeah. And that's what we're getting. We're getting, the hype is built by, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's yeah. just like, it's just snowballing. That's good. That is real good. Um, so when you put this this line together for the first one, what were you sort of expecting? Then you you said by event three you'd have it packed out. What were you what were you expecting, or what would you be happy with? Like we, we, half full? Uh, no, to be happy, we do. Uh, I mean, probably five hundred people in there. We'd have, we'd have been happy because hmm. we knew we'd have given them a good time. We'd have showed them a good time. And they'd, they'd come have, back again. Yeah, they'd yeah, have brought yeah. plus one and more next time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So we snowballed. And we were just more asked <laughs> about the content. Yeah. And then we'll build it, but. I've got a good question here, right? See, when you've done the, the the first event, how did you find the music policy? Because obviously they're under 18s. No offence to use or, or the lads, right? Probably only going to maybe know Whitby on a grand scale yep, of things. Yep, yep. So how did you find the music policy? Were you, were you able to find, play what you were playing in a normal nightclub? Or were you, were you having to like 
adjust your styles a little bit? Uh, to be fair, I, uh, I I pretty much was like by the end of my set, I'd run I'd run out of tunes. I'd like I'm like. I looked at Lee. I, I, we was at like the probably fifty nine minute mark, and he's like playing other. I'm like, I'm out. Do you know what I mean? Like that was it. I yeah, I I played at everything that, that that they could possibly know. Like that, yeah. I'm gonna have to start because I'd I, I'm not, I'm not as fast as Whitby in and out, but you know I don't I don't let full tunes play. I'm out into the yeah. next one, and I'm like, I looked at Lee. I'm like, go. And he's like, one thing I've noticed playing to the younger crowds um, is. When you play, do you not think that you've they only buzz off a tune for about ten seconds and then you've got to be on to the next, on to the next. Well they've got the so next. much choice though, haven't they? Do you know like we were saying on mm -hmm. Bob before, like if you think about it, nineteen ninety eight an extending mix was eleven minutes, two thousand three an extending mix was eight minutes, two thousand ten an extending minutes mix for five minutes, two thousand twenty three an extending mix like two and a half minutes. Mm. I know what you mean. But like their attention spans a lot less yeah, than that's a, it. so than... you just they they want a bit of a breakdown, kick in next tune. That's what, yeah. So did you did you find that when you were reading that crowd that when you were playing you were having to like continuously onto the next mix? No, I, 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 I pre thought that anyway. I thought just just yeah. let's keep them, let's keep them excited, let's keep them because they are literally the TikTok TikTok generation. Yeah, and, and as I say, ones, like... by by the end, the last tune I played on that first event was Tokens Miracle, and I was out. <laughs> on the second event, yeah, I I mixed even faster, and I had to start playing stuff they didn't didn't know. Right, like stuff like take me away and stuff like that. They, just, they had no clue what it is. Don't get me wrong; they, they, they were dancing, they had a good time and all that. And I think, I think we can educate them on good music anyway. Because yeah. when I used to go under eighteens, I never heard Children in the Night and stuff like that before. Yeah. And so when you hear it, you're like, mm -hmm. I like this. Do you know? Like, I'm, I'm I'm always curious as well when you say about under eighteens events, right? Do you see? Um, for instance, do you see them shazamming a lot at all? Like or like that? Uh, to be fair, right. Because if I've been to like say I've been playing in a club, it's always the younger lot who hurt the phones out, and you can see the Shazam. It's never you never see the old old lot when you play like quite an obscure tune. Yeah, they'll like come over to the box and try and have a look what it is. Like enjoy if it's another, another DJ or something like that, they'll like peer over and have a little look. Whereas the, the younger ones straight on Shazam trying to lift the phone yeah. up in the no, air. No, I, I didn't notice that because he's still like as I say we've all, I've only just started coming back out to on the DJ, and so right now it's. It's all exciting for me, so I'm not really. I'm paying attention to the crowd, seeing what's going down and all that, but yeah. I'm not taking it all in. Like, whereas no, it's a bit you, you play out loads of times. Lee and Ross play out all the time. Whitby plays out, so Whitby like when when we like sort of debrief after it. Whitby picks up a lot of stuff, whereas yeah. I won't have picked it up because I'm still in that moment. I'm still very excited. Whereas Whitby's looking at things, said, right, we could do this better, do this, do mm -hmm. this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I, I didn't really know. I've not really noticed the Shazam and that, but. Yeah, you, I think a lot of the younger ones do it. They, don't, they won't come to the box and have a look. I don't know why that is. Mm -hmm. I've noticed because um, I was playing an event and there was, there was quite a lot of the younger generation there. And the amount of times you see the phone out in the air lifting for, for a tune and like, it's not bad, that is it. It's, it's all right, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's I, I like that, definitely. So have you got a... I don't, obviously don't want to give too much away on the podcast, but have you got... Um, a direction you want to go with the with the brand hey, what, what you wanted to do with it like what's the not the end goal but what what, what what's the next step for you with the, with this um yeah, yeah. 18s uh we want to scale it up and down the country up and down is that what you want to do yeah i mean not such a country you want to scale it across like the england, yeah, yeah, england yeah. island scotland and wales yeah do you know what i mean but the, it needs to be it needs to be <clears throat> it needs to be right for the brand and yeah it needs to be able to work and you, yeah yeah i know what you mean yeah yeah and um you can't just throw it anywhere, so because it is a it is a success story. Don't get me wrong; we've had stumbling blocks, as probably people know. Yeah. But everything that's been a stumbling block has been out of our control because we want the best. We want the safest environment. Do you know what I mean? When you come to our events, no, everybody's yeah. breathalyzed. Yeah. Everybody's breathalyzed. If you've got one smidge of alcohol in your system, you're not coming in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So we want safety. We want everybody to come have a good time. Not as less trouble as we can have. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Excellent. It's quite exciting, really, because um, you know, like we're getting like fifteen hundred people, like easily two thousand yeah. people easily. Can you imagine if you did them numbers for over eighteen? You'd be absolutely buzzing. Yeah, whereas, it's insane, isn't it? Whereas when we're getting fifteen hundred, we're like, oh, I hope we get it up to two thousand. Whereas if that was an over eighteen <laughs> event, you'd be like, oh my god, we've smashed it here. Yeah, exactly. It's a different, totally different generation, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Um, is it alright if we move on to the questions? Is that sound right? Yeah. Um, 
As I say, I don't read the questions out to the guests, so this is on-the-spot answers. If you've got any questions for the pod, uh, at it's time to refresh on Instagram and send them over. Um, I've noticed there's been a bit of an influx of questions, and some of them are absolutely ridiculous, and I love them. So, thank you for that. Uh, I was getting a bit dry on the questions. I was going to put a post up, but I don't need to now, so <laughs> they're already on it. Um, this will, we'll start off with this one. Uh Hi Brad, I feel like I'm doing your editing questions, but I have another. Who's the funniest artist you've come across in the scene or behind the scenes? And that's from Woggy. Woggy's our um, resident question questionnaire. I think the funniest person I've ever I've ever come across in the scene. Yeah, like a genuinely funny guy. It's just is Jonesy, Nemesis. Right. Oh, I've never really crossed paths with him much. I think I played I played a couple of events with him, but never really. He is a character. There's a there's an after there's all rot after a beer. <laughs> there's a lot of funny there's a lot of characters in our scene, but hilarious wise, do you know something? I've, I had this question sent to me the other day. I haven't even had a chance to think about it. Uh, there's some pure characters in our scene. Don't get me wrong. Like there is some absolute brilliant ones, but funny wise, I've got like quite a dry sense of humour. Eh? Do you know what mm. I mean? And and I see like. Some shout who could I who could I throw out there? I've had a chance to think about this as well. Uh, I think Rob Kane's funny. I I've like, never met Rob. I think even his online presence as well, like some of his statuses are just absolutely mental. Mm. Like I, I think I, I genuinely think is is uh, if there was a DJ who who like a little DJ bible and it was like situations you get in and. I think he's always one that's always comes up, comes back with a hilarious story. I think yeah, he's, yeah. He's, a, he's a big one. Um, funny wise, uh, <laughs> one thing that I found was quite funny. I found I found Easy quite funny when I done Easy's yeah, podcast. Yeah. I thought he, he he's just he's a pure character. Um, yeah, shout Easy Easy's was, was he's a funny guy. Um, and <laughs> like uh, I went and done a podcast with you know Michael Glover. Glover, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I went around to see him do a podcast. He, he had a situation before and he fell over and smashed his head on the floor and he was in hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I've seen the and, podcast. And uh, I had uh, I had met up with Easy and that before and it was just an absolute laugh. Like, yeah. like I think Joe is so much naturally funny. I think you can see it when he does his, his rhymes and that as well. He's, yeah, he's yeah. got like a bit of a sense of humour about him. Um, some people... Is there anyone who's like, a, you'd, be, you'd be quite shocked at then that you've met and you've been thought, they're, they're proper characters then. For instance, um, um, to be fair, like the, the new people, the new people that I've met, it'll take me a, take me a while to like to open up to them because if I don't need to talk to you, I won't talk to you. It's not that I don't like you. I just yeah, it's not if there's not a lot for me to say. Then as I say, I won't say it. So yeah. I find I find naturally funny as well. I find um, I find uh, Bonley quite funny. I think Bonley's. Uh, obviously yeah American I met him man. after a few years he seemed yeah. like a character so shiv and old they yeah. seem like they're a good couple they bounce off each other don't they yeah I think yeah, they're, they're they're quite funny like very likeable people yeah, as yeah. well uh, I've got a lot of time for them but me and me and Ben's going to um, a wrestling event in uh, August at Wembley uh, yeah. and honestly I can't wait for American Ben to come out like yeah, <laughs> it'll yeah, be yeah. a big good cracker do you yeah, know yeah. what I mean uh, so next question um, is here, found your podcast clips on TikTok and been watching ever since. You're oddly funny without realising it. You you said about everyone's favourite crisps, but what about everyone's favourite chocolate? Mine's Galaxy, and that's from Kirsty J. That was very hard to read, Kirsty. Uh, it made sense in my head when I read it off on the email the first time. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, so what's your favourite chocolate? Random well, fucking hell, this is a fucking dilemma. I'm, I'm allergic to everything. Right, fucking hell. Everything, uh, fucking hell. I cannot eat hardly anything. So, but obviously, I, I used to be able to eat chocolate and that, and probably my favourite chocolate bar is probably probably a crunchy. Crunchy? Oh, that's a proper uh, left field on that. Uh, she said Galaxy. Galaxy's not a bad shout, but it gets sickly real quick. Yeah, uh, very heavy in it. Yeah. I don't like, i tell you what chocolate I don't like. I don't like American chocolate. Um, I think it's really salty. Do you know what I mean? Like Hershey's and stuff like that. Yeah. Very, um, I'm going to be boring and just... I think, it, like, dairy milk chocolate is simple and great. Like, it's 
any sort of dairy milk, I think. It's for the caramel one. Oh, well, the caramel one, yeah, no, but I mean, like, the chocolate itself, yeah, yeah, yeah. that is tasty wise. I'd go, I'd, if we had to I'd get like a definitive answer, I'd go for that. Because I think that, what's the ones, the posh ones? Lint. You, you get lint, yeah, lint. So, like, them lint, them lint balls, I got some at Christmas, and they're really sickly. Like, after like one or two, you're like, fucking hell. Oh, a yeah, good shout, Kinder. Kinder's a fucking a really yeah, good chocolate. Yeah, Kinder is a well. good chocolate. Yeah, uh, nice. I mean, it's nice. been a while since I've had a good chocolate. I don't, it don't look like I don't <laughs> eat chocolate, but I don't. Yeah. Well, I'll go to say I'll say this since though, you can't really jump in on it. What's your favourite crisp? Uh, recently, it's been them, um, them Max Paprikas. Nice, nice. Have you had them? Uh, I was only crisps anymore, so... Um, Unfortunately, I've got a bit of an addictive personality, so I just. I actually, I watched that. You had a box of fucking crisps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> twenty-eight packets of crisps uh, in one sitting. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. a genuinely. I, I had people messaging me about that afterwards. Like, no way is that true. It was like, honestly, I don't know, and didn't even didn't even feel it at all. Like sitting there playing on Call of Duty, back in my gaming days, just there playing away and honestly I've just eaten bag after bag after bag I bet that pad was greasy as a fuck yeah oh no what I, what I, what I tend to do was right I've, I've got like tactics and shit like a weird as fuck on Xbox so I don't use one hand and I use them two fingers and I'd be shooting with this hand and aiming with this oh, so, so you've got yeah. it all prepped then haven't you uh, all prepped definitely I've, I can I hate the feeling of like I remember I used to play FIFA with my mates years ago and see when it got really intense playing FIFA like they all, everyone's kicking off and pads are going everywhere and stuff yeah. like that I always remember going on after one mate when we used to play. He used to have dead sweaty hands, yeah, like yeah. really, really wet controller. Afterwards, I'm like, oh, <laughs> like <laughs> I'm dead, dead, like thing with stuff like that. I've, I've got consciously bad, smelly feet, and I hate it. So it's just one of them things, isn't it? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Um, sorry for that, but we just got off on another tangent there. That's it. Uh, next up, we've got Flopper Bop. Um, obviously, you know what the Flopper Bop is. Yep. If you've got any Flopper Bops you want to suggest, um, just hit me up on. Um, Instagram and we'll go from there. Um, so this week's Flopper Bop uh, with Lee T. Let's do this, mate. Uh, Flopper Bop, Stevie Nicks, uh, Edge of Seventeen. Bop. Bop. Do you think so? Good tune, yeah. Yeah. Uh, someone sent that in. I like that Wookie. Wookie's just done one, hasn't he? Is it Wookie or Wookie? I don't know that one. Yeah, it's a dance dance mix of it. Yeah. yeah. I know that... Um, I was going to say that Groove Control did a mix of it. Yeah, only off the back of that Wookiee. Oh, G said, oh, we should do that, and, but it's off the back of that Wookiee. Oh, is it, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it, honestly, and I, I love the, the Miley Cyrus one as well. I thought that was fucking quality. I think yeah. she's class, class tune. Uh, it's a bop from me as well. Uh, K-Class, Rhythm is a Mystery. Mm. Slop a bop. I want to know what that is. It's the piano house tune from, like, early 90s. Rhythm is a mystery. Yeah. Nah, uh, I'm gonna say. I told you that out there. I said, I've heard all these tunes. You're like, don't worry, you're gonna know them all. I, I thought you'd know that. Like, what can I know about now, don't I? <laughs> no, it's alright, mate, it's alright, honestly. It's a good good tune. Um, I probably will know it off the off the I'll play it after this, and you'll be yeah. like, oh yeah, so and so's gonna mix yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, next one is Awesome Free, Don't Go. Yeah, Bop. Big Bop. Could be one of the best piano tunes ever, as mm. well, I'd say. I'd go as far as saying that. Uh, next one is Stonebank ripped to pieces. Anything Stonebank bop? Yeah, I think is the is the boys' knee. Yeah. I actually would. I say this a, a, a lot about Stonebank. I've just lost the name in my head now. As you say that, what was that dubstep style he did? What was the the the, the name he come up with? He did modulate and then he did um, rocket pimp. Oh Broke yeah, rocket pimp. Yeah, the yeah, rocket yeah. pimp stuff. I really, was, I wasn't a fan of that stuff. Oh, I honestly. loved it, but I was, I was majorly into that Skrillex sound so yeah. that was just like uh, it seems to have really blown up in America that as well I've, I've seen have you seen the last year's EDC festival yeah, yeah, yeah. and you see them drops come in because obviously I'm so primed with our British style of music mm. you can either build because the build up sound exactly the same yeah. they've got the big snares building up and the rises and then as you're thinking it's going to kick in at like 150 or 170 it's like doof, doof, doof. it comes in with like the the the, the dub trap style drop and you're just like oh this is and then you can see the crowd reactions are completely different whereas you see festivals here and then say like Darren Stars or something like that and it kicks in and everyone's like boom 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 and it's gone and on dubstep they're like it's like they're listening to drum and bass and it kicks in it's like, oh, 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 yeah but the, the, the bass lines and the variation makes yeah. up the speed doesn't it do you know what I mean it's yeah. not just like oh absolutely yeah but yeah I love the Skrillex sound I'm not really into that new sort of 
dancey EDM shite he's doing. I'm, I'm yeah, like the older stuff that he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Bang Rank and like yeah. stuff like that. That was, that was all right, but I mean that heavily dubstep. I was yeah. like... That was his big commercial tune at the time. Yeah. That went big with, with what was it, Brawlstep or something like that, they, they, they call it. Oh, right. Fuck those, I'm not, I'm not down with the kids, mate. Sorry. Yeah, I, I love all that. That, <laughs> that heavy Skrillex stuff, because if you think about it, Skrillex has led the way in dance music for a long time. Oh, his, his production techniques, absolutely, yeah. Um, so when you're saying you like Stormbank, what, what's your favourite Stormbank tune? Go it wouldn't it. be a Stormbank tune, it'd be a Rocky Pimp tune. And what is it then? Uh, it was Marie Louise, and it was... Um, Oh, I can't think of the fucking name now. Or oh, Breeze and Modulate. Um, you got it all. Nice tune. Nice that tune. is a fucking amazing tune. Yeah. But again, that's sort of like that Skrillex sound, isn't it? Yeah, it was like, no, what do you call it? Like dubcore, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. What it was. yeah, that's yeah. That Breeze and Modulate, you, you got it all. That's probably that's my favourite one he's that's done. Tune. Uh, and the last one for today, you know it's going to be this one because I told you outside yeah. when you mentioned it, is Danny I Can't Sleep at Night, the KB Project remix. Bop, absolute bop. I love that tune. Such a good tune. I, I hold so many memories to that tune. It's a weird one because, like, I think if it came out today, I wouldn't be as attached to it. No, because it's quite simple when you look at it. But Yeah. But what a tune it was. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. I don't know how she couldn't have put it on the release or the general release. I think it deserved it. I think, um, probably in the majority when I say this, I don't think Danny Minogue's that great of a singer and honestly think it's probably the only decent vocal she's ever done yeah 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 uh, in my opinion but I think Ben and Kenny absolutely smashed that mix yeah it's I can see why it didn't get on a, on a general release because it's like imagine if you're an Aussie right you're releasing pop records and you hear that fucking banging or is it like I think it's about 146 something like, like maybe even higher so 146 BPM boom 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 and like you just wouldn't understand it as an outsider because we're so used to what it what that sound is Imagine sure because it's not commercial as such, is it? It doesn't sound like a commercial dance no, no, tune. No, no, no. It's it's banging, and it, it was a tune made for Pia. You can tell straight off the bat, like the way it kicks in and everything. Just you can tell, and I think that's probably why because she, she probably just didn't understand it, or her agent, whoever whoever's commissioned the remix, yeah. didn't understand. You'd have give it the time of day, though, wouldn't you? You'd have, you'd have listened to it in a, in a couple of... Fucking bang. If you, if you were at that, that level, I mean, you, and someone would come to you with some remixes, you'd give it at least a car test, wouldn't you? Yeah. I thought, honestly, it's such a good tune. It would have sounded amazing in a car test. There's just so many good bits about it as well. I like the breakdown. Yeah. Pads sound amazing. Build-up. Kickback. Like, her vocal... Even the intro pop. sounds good, doesn't it? You know yeah. what I mean? Ah, you know, it, it is. It's a great tune. It's one, I would say it's one of my favourite... KB tunes, I'd say. I actually said that although it's, it's my yeah. favourite KB tune. Um, I either say that or XTM, is it? Um, yeah. Um, believe. Um, believe in love. Believe in love, yeah. Not believe in love. Um, um, give me your love. Yeah. Think, uh, give me your love. I think that, honestly, like, them, probably them two are my favourite KB tunes. I think well, my favourite Ken Kenny tune is probably simple, but Kings of Donk, more dope rhymes. What's that, sorry? Kings of Donk, more dope rhymes. That tune rings a bell, but I don't know where from. I can't, I can't picture what it is in my head at the minute. Um, well, I got how, you back there for the it? tune, I didn't know. How, how old is it? Like 2004, 2005. Kings of Don, more rhymes. Kings of Don, yeah, more dope rhymes. Does, yeah, it does ring a bell, that's all. Mm -hmm. I, I just don't know where I've heard it. Um, but yeah, uh, and honestly, uh, and my least favourite ones, I said this to Kenny when I podcasted with him as well, It's I, I'm not a massive fan of... Um, as, as, as big and I respect how big the tune is like see the light and stuff like that I, th I think I Can't Sleep at Night is better than it and I, I think the progressions are better the vocals better the, the way it kicks in it's just just, just a great I tune. don't like see the light yeah I, I don't I think it's just hammered isn't it that's all it is I it? think it's probably why I don't like it I'm not saying it's not a good tune because obviously it is a good tune but I think mm. <sighs> yeah yeah that there's yeah there, I think there is better out there as well like that he's done um, so yeah, uh, we'll do this throwback attack, mate. If that's okay. Yeah. Um, so obviously you've been watching the pod, you'll know what this is. For those who don't know, throwback attack is basically I want to give you situations, and you're going to tell me the first tune that pops into your head. Yep. Not sitting thinking about it, you just bang, bang, right now. Okay, is that okay? Yeah. Because you think about it, you'll overthink it, and then it's not fun. Uh, so throwback attack with Lee T. Here we go. What song do you think of when you think of back to primary school? Uh, Sunshine. By Dario G. All oh, right, okay, big tune. You should remix that, you know. Um, I we have some. 
Have you? Yeah, we put it out as a different name, though. Oh, I'm not, I can't say about it. Um, mm. Well, but I think but, we put it out as Club Freaks. Right, okay. That's why well, you're probably you not heard because you're not getting time of day, Club Freaks. This analysis is everything, mate, I'll tell yeah. you now. We'll it? show you in a minute. It's yeah. actually, it, it was all right. It was very happy, but yeah, Dario G, Sunshine. Yeah, class tune, class tune. Mm. Um, it's just different, isn't it? Uh, did, you, did you put the, the, the chants in it as well? Yeah. Oh, nice. Have you seen where, have you seen where the chants come from? Yeah, yeah, I've... For some reason, I remember... Like living in an over town. Well, the thing is, I, I watched this this YouTube video, it must have been years ago now, like, eight, easily eight, eight, nine years ago, and it was, like, breaking down famous tunes and yeah, yeah. the origins and where they've sampled and stuff. I, it was really interesting, and when I heard it, I was like, eh? Doesn't, in my head, it's not what I thought it was. Do, do you know where I'm coming yeah, from? Yeah. It, it sounds completely obscure um yeah. it's like with samples from other tunes and stuff like uh, i watched one with fat boy slim and it was like where he's pulled this record from I'm like i would never have creatively thought yeah, yeah. of that or do you know what i mean it, 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 it's fantastic so next one what song do you think of when you think of secondary school probably like children of the night right okay okay decent tune that. um class tune in fact uh, it was, it was, someone played it at a bounce night I think it was Shiv and Ben played it uh, I walked into Sanctuary and I was like happy hardcore what's going on here yeah. because we loved stuff. we loved like me and a few of my mates we loved the under 18s and that was like the, the biggest the pinnacle of it yeah, 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 we yeah. loved that when that came on what song do you think of when you think of your first set of decks uh, Buddha and Serrano Overlord class tune class absolutely class uh, you don't even need to go in that just class Sheer class. I love that. I still play it now, and it's it's amazing. Um, what do you think of when you think of your first days of going out? So over eighteens, you go to nightclubs. What are you listen to? Uh, probably like Ozone Bounce because Ozone when I started getting yeah to see the ins and outs of over eighteens, Ozone Bounce were massive. It's not that it's never been a tune that I massively love, but I can understand why people love it. I don't like the main kicking. I just, I just loved the intro and outro. I thought yeah, that was yeah. fucking unreal. Yeah, it's it's unbelievably massive tune, and it's one of them where it's like, if I heard if someone sent that to me as a demo, I'd be like, it's all right, but for what it is, it's done major numbers. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, weird. massive. Yeah, I think Finchy took it on a on another level. You know obviously, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what song do you think of when you think of your golden era? So your favourite era of music it could be any genre at all. What is uh, it? My genre of music, I don't know. I think DJ wise, I think Fantasy Girl. Fantasy Girl, is that what sticks out in your head? Yeah, yeah, yeah right, excellent. Because I felt so proud when I got that van. I was like, you know, <laughs> I can be accepted now. <laughs> <laughs> Go back down to room two, lads. You know, and play. Yeah. Everyone will be happy. No, without the under 18s so oh. like you need Fantasy Girl. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is Fantasy Girl, Chris? <laughs> Uh, what song do you think of when you think right here, right now? Uh, probably, probably one of my own. Probably Refl reflect needs to feel love. Right. Okay. I don't think I've heard that one either. You have to, yeah. have to have a listen. I'll go for your, your SoundCloud later and have a listen. Oh, Strobe! I remix Strobe, and I, I really, I really enjoy that. I even listen. I think I've heard that. You know, um, uh, I've tried remixing Strobe probably ten times, never got it right, and then one day I thought, I'll have another go at Strobe, and fucking yeah, it just fell together. The amount of times that I do that though, like I'll think, oh, this needs it. I've never heard a, a mix of this before, and I'll go to it, and I'll get halfway through, and I'll be like, I'm not really feeling this. And mm. then like you come back three or four times later, and you're like, do you know what? This is gonna work. This, and you finish it off, and it's like ends up being some of your best pieces of work as yeah. well. Because like, it's like you've got your initial idea of when you wanted to do it, the the shit in between, and then when you've re when it really clicks with you that it's gonna work, and you go and revisit it, it's like all that time into one you, you seem to appreciate the record yeah, more, of course. you know what I mean um, so yeah before we sign off today mate I just want to ask you like I asked everyone you get the electric chair right you've got to start a main dessert what are you having? well if I'm about to die I might as well go all out so it's not going to affect my fucking allergies is it? Yeah, uh, probably um, start a, I don't know probably fucking I won't say the same as like energy tracks <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Started uh, probably chicken pakoras. Main probably a Five Guys. What are you get from Five Guys? Oh, probably one of them double burger. Fucking... Right. Okay. Big uh, pile of chips to put in the bag. As oh well. yeah, three yeah, times. Yeah. Um, dessert probably. 
Do you have everything on your burger as well? Do you have all the, all the works? Like, no, I'm quite plain, quite right. plain. But um, and then dessert, probably like banana fritters or something. Banana fritters, yeah, loads of loads of honey on it. As oh well, fucking yeah, hell! Yeah, Golden syrup. What are you washing that down with then? Cork. Right, full fat. Full fat. I'm not a fan of the full fat. Oh, I get addicted to it, me. It's it's really really like the first for me. The, the, this is why I don't like coke and coke. I think coke zero is better. Coke, right? Do you not think when you have that when it's ice cold, crack it open, it's sizzling. You get it, and it's like, oh, that's lovely, that. <laughs> right, but it goes really flat, really quickly. Yeah. I find it's, it go, like if you if you leave it a couple of minutes and then drink it, it's like you don't get the same buzz as you did off that first drink. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. I do, I do enjoy a coke, but uh, mm. excellent. Right, you've been a fantastic guest, mate, and you've got tell about the story. And I knew as soon as I, st I talked to you, I talked on the phone and that beforehand, and I was like, mm, we could see if we can go with this. And then when I met you today, I thought this is going to be a good podcast. This definitely. So I just want to say thanks for coming on, mate. It's been, some, yeah, cheers it's for been having a me. Pleasure. Um, where can people find you? Uh, I'm on Facebook and that uh, SoundCloud. What's your link? Uh, you know SoundCloud is Leety Music. Yeah. Facebook Leety Armada. Um, Instagram Lee T Music. Excellent, get on it. And if you know people who are under eighteen uh, and you want to get them into raves and stuff like that, jump on these events. Um, I think it will. It's a good window into seeing what night night life is like for the younger generation. Yeah, and genuinely, we you know we we do we have your, your child's best interest at heart. You know, we make sure everything's safe and all that. We don't yeah. just want your money. We you know we, we everything's a safe environment, control. We have stewards, chaperones, everything, everything. Yeah. We go above and beyond for the safety of your child. Excellent. Just want to say thank you for tuning in. As usual, we're here every week. General releases on Monday. Uh, Patreon get it on Friday. Early access. Uh, you can sign up Patreon now at patreon.com forward slash. It's time to refresh. Share this with your mates because this is how we get bigger. I say this every single week and it sounds like a broken record, but I'm just going to say it again. When you share it and one new person hears it, it could be one new person that falls in love with this podcast and falls in love with the bounce scene and the bounce music and the, the rave community in general because we talk about hardcore, we talk about old piano house, Italian, bounce, hard house, hardcore. You've got the, the, the spectrum so wide in what we do. If you can create a new raver who's going to go to these events, then that's my job done. Just want to say thank you for tuning in. I'll see you again.